Here we go. 2020. <laughs> super, super, super pumped. I don't know about any of you. Um, you know, for some of you who know my uh, story and for some of those of you who don't, um, I've had quite a journey in video production since uh, really about 2004 is when I started making some money uh, doing funeral slideshows in high school and then filmed my first wedding as a senior in high school in 2005. Um, actually, 2004, I take that back. And then started doing this all professionally. I uh, got even a storefront in 2006. And since that time, between 2004 and 2006, or 2014, I filmed uh, over 300 weddings, uh, specializing in the same day edit. So shooting that day and uh, showing the video that night. And then around 2010, reached out to Tim Ferriss and then got to work for Tim Ferriss, the 4-Hour Workweek, and Tony Robbins, and Gary Vaynerchuk, and Lewis Howes, and... Richard Branson and all these different people, and it has been a heck of a ride. And the interesting thing is there was a period of time there where, you know, 365, seven days a week, I am go, 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 and even working on some holidays and, and different things. And I know some of you maybe just did that where it was like either there wasn't much going on. And that made you really nervous because you didn't have anything. And it's like, what's 2020 going to be like? I'm already, I'm ending the year not very strong. You know, I don't have any jobs. I don't have anything lined up for 2020. And I've seen that and people have that. And then they're anxious that whole period of time when they should be enjoying it. And or you, I, which I've had some people I'm coaching where you're busy the whole time and you're doing things nonstop and you almost cannot stop. You cannot slow down. And I've kind of been everywhere in between there. And, you know, looking back at the last 13 years is really what I did pretty hardcore. I really, uh, you know, as though I should have, could have, would have, should have, would have, whatever, done some stuff over the last two or three weeks. Today is really the official day that I am coming back hard and heavy and uh, ready to rock and roll here for 2020. Um, and there's some kind of reflection points and some things I want to talk about for everybody to Make this year a great year, to make this year a different year than before. So you're not having almost a deja vu as if you're saying something at the beginning of the year and you get excited and then you, you lose all momentum and before you know it, like this will be the year, right? This this will be the year thing. Um, and so just one of those things for me was – which I've been practicing a lot, and I say practicing, but been practicing a lot in the last uh, couple of years, which is the word practicing, not trying, not thinking about it, but actually practicing. Because when you think of practicing, you think of something that you're going, you're doing, and you're getting better at, right? Uh, when you're trying to do something, it's like, oh, I've been trying to do that, but you haven't even tried, like you haven't even done it yet, potentially. But when you practice, you get better. Um, so I try to practice. So practicing peace. Peace, like, in chaos and there'll always be chaos on some level but how we deal with the chaos is what matters and so one of the things and one of the people i've been coaching that was popping up just this morning was this idea that some of you are at different phases who are listening right now some of you are just starting some of you are a year or two in and some of you are are in pretty deep and the thing is is that you know depending on how far deep you in or depend on what resonates and what doesn't. But what I have found is that there's always going to be a roller coaster on some level. And in fact, the bigger problem is thinking there'll be no roller coaster. 
right? Thinking that things will just normalize and there'll never be a challenge and there'll never be a problem and there'll never be a difficulty and that you'll just get it all figured out. The thing is, once something normalizes, something new pops up. Once that normalizes, something new pops up. And that's ultimately how we're going to go through life. But if we go through life thinking that none of that should exist, I mean, anybody listening here is a, is a filmmaker, as a videographer, as a creative, knows that there's always a challenge. We're dealing with technology in and of itself, right? And technology just doesn't always work right. But if we can start to embrace the ride, embrace an an ebb and flow of life instead of thinking that it shouldn't be there and fighting the resistance of the fact that it is there, that is in in there where lies the problem. The problem that problems shouldn't exist. The problem that I'll overcome the problem. Why is this happening to me? Or you're looking at other people and not knowing anything about their life, about their story, about the effort they're putting forth. None of it. Because even for me, as I've been challenging myself and others, if we want to make more money, do we make more money with ease and fun and joy? Or do we make more money in a more stressful and and irritated and, oh my gosh, an anxious way, right? Wouldn't you rather at times figure out how to make the same amount of money you're making right now with ease and then go up? Because so many times I see people who are 12 years into their, their career and They're making a lot of money, but they've built a cage. They've built a jail. They've built something they're not happy with. They've built something where I've talked to people where they're like, my my, my children just walk by me and I always got to go just a second. But that just a second's really turned into years. And that just a second for me has ruined relationships, has done all sorts of things that aren't healthy. Um, And so the biggest thing to make 2020 different One, which uh, I have it down here, it's on my phone, but is belief. And it's simple. I get it. But common practice, you know, common sense isn't always common practice, I should say. I'm getting ahead of myself there. But this idea that some things we know, but do we really practice? Do we really do it? Do we really exercise that thing? Or is it just something that we intellectualize? See, a lot of times we're conceptual, we're intellectual, but we're not embodying things. That's where the difference is, is taking the concepts, taking the things you hear, taking the things you learn, taking the things you listen to, and actually embodying those things. Not just, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's simple. But really embodying it, right? And you're going to embody things through experiencing things. So whether you're listening to this right now, whether you're listening to a course, whether you're listening to a podcast, whether you're listening to whatever it is that you're listening to or reading a book, whatever, watching, listening, learning, thinking, all that stuff that's up in the head, it won't be until you get out there and you put yourself out there and you do the work that you're actually going to really learn that even some of the things you think you really want to do that you might not. And then there's things that you'll experiment that you didn't even think you'd like that you love. And it's through that doing that you'll learn. And so the other aspect of this is people on the earlier phases, 
is that I can relate this to a whole bunch of different things. And if you're enjoying this, give it some likes and love. Give me a happy new year, rock and roll. Um, super excited. Recording this right now live inside of full-time filmmaker. Uh, this is obviously podcast jumpstart sessions as well. Your mindset mentor ready to jumpstart your life in 2020. So, um, so super excited about all that. But here's the thing is that I can give you a few different stories about how when you start, and this has been with my coaching clients today, we've been sending out messages because there's been a theme, and this is what I felt compelled to record, is this theme and this idea that, again, the problem thing, but that we have to go through certain things. There is a process at times. There's going to be bumps in the road before they even out. Especially when you're trying new things, experimenting with new things, or doing something for a client that you've never done before. So like my wife, last year, I got her a cricket. And that cricket in the last 12 months has made her a pretty good chunk of change. And it's worked out really well. She's created some incredible things. She's had a blast with it. But when she first got it, it was brand new. She had no idea how to use it. And in fact, there were some tears shed, there was some frustration, and there was some major irritation, right? Because she couldn't get it to do what it said it was supposed to do. She bought this felt and putting the felt in the machine, reading, watching tutorials, and it's not working. And one of the things I pride myself on is problem solving, right? It's probably one of the better things I'm at. I'm not even always, I, I've done lots of execution, lots of action, lots of doing, but at times I find that I have become a better strategist, a better kind of consultant or coach or come with that idea, helping get the problem solved, right? Taking it from that perspective. So I'm looking at it, I'm thinking about it and thinking through things. And I'm like, there's gotta be different felt. She's like, well, no felt's felt like that's not the issue. That can't be the issue, right? It, it, all the things I see online don't say anything about the felt. Well, lo and behold, the felt that we bought for this machine didn't work. So you bought felt that looked the same on the surface, but yet was so different. And then it worked. And then she was happy and she's exploring and creating and making all these fun things. And so no matter what it is you're going to do, there's going to be a focus and intensity on something. And maybe or maybe not that's going to shift. And so some of you right now have spent tons more time, energy, and effort focusing on your talent for the technical the shooting, the editing, the cameras, the color grading, the tripods, the gimbals, the, 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 the plugins, the, the LUTs, the whatever, right? You've spent an enormous amount of energy, time, and effort there. And so it's probably no coincidence on certain levels. You've probably overcome some of these uh, humps and bumps in the road from, I don't know how this camera works. I don't know how these people are getting this kind of look out of it. I don't know how they're doing that. My stuff looks like crap. How can that be? Da, 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 da. And there's all this nonsense going on in your brain that might have you saying, I just want to give up. This is, I, I can't believe this. This sucks. Like all this negative self-talk and really our worst enemy, of course, is ourself. Because sometimes we're thinking all these other people and all these other things are being said to us or at us or whatever. When in reality, we're just reading things that are said to other people or said online, and then we're taking it in ourselves, and nobody else knows but us how we treat ourselves. So in 2020, I mean, at least for myself, the people I'm working with, that's a big thing we're working on. Because what I found in kind of the three pillars that you can have of technical and business and kind of the mind or the mental game, um, we a lot of times do this in reverse. So we spend all our time, especially in the creative field, 
with the craft. We spend all our time technically becoming excellent and super proficient. Nothing wrong with that. You know, makes things a lot easier when you go on to the next phases. Um, But the problem is, and I've seen this, and I don't know if he's listening right now or not, but some of the people I've seen, in fact, I know one guy that by 23, 24 years old, he was a multimillionaire, um, that he was listening to like Tony Robbins stuff or listening to motivational personal development things when he was like 15, 16 years old. There's one guy in the full-time filmmaker group um, who's absolutely crushing it and another person I know. But there's a personal development you know, hint on it, right? They're, they're, the hint is they're working on their, themselves, Right. And it and they are sometimes the people who people who work all on the technical look at those people and say, how is this possible? Like their work's not that good. Now, some of the people it for sure is. But other people, we see the people where you've spent all your time on the technical. You get really savvy there. But business wise, it's just not working out. But that's because in the mind, we're limiting ourselves. We can't outperform how we feel about ourselves, how we think about ourselves. In fact, which is shining my life and others' lives, I felt that to do what you love, you had to get by. So ironically enough, no matter how much money I made, I kept spending and having habits and behaviors that lent to the fact that my external reality was getting by no matter how much money I made. Now, some people are early in their phase. They can't even relate to that, right? They're just like, hey, it's only up to go from here. <laughs> it's like, that's true. I was at that one point in time too. It's like the 2008 recession thing. It was like, I didn't feel it. Well, I had up to go. I really couldn't go backwards too much. And, and the video industry wasn't, a, what I was doing wasn't affected much. But the mind is a powerful thing. Because what I saw is, is if you don't have kind of a prosperity mind, if you don't think in abundance, then your reality, no matter how much money you make, no matter what you do, We'll continue to be in lack. We'll continue to be, where's it at? Because what you might not realize is you are making money. You're making things happen. But because your reality internally is lack and I never have enough. I mean, I've seen people of all walks of life, no matter how much money they make, getting by. So the, the, the myth at times is that If only I won the lottery, if only my business took off, if only I got a better job, if only I made a raise, I got a raise, if only, if only, if only I made more money, everything would be okay. But if you can grasp onto the fact that the reality is people of all walks in life and all income levels still get by. And people of all walks of life and all income levels do far more than get by. So the income level that you're currently at doesn't have to be your reality of whether you're abundant, whether you're doing more than getting by, right? Your internal system, your internal thinking has to be that. One of my biggest, biggest, biggest things, Alan, there you are. We'll be reaching out here real soon. Uh, I'm excited to get, get back at it because I really took a couple weeks where I just kind of chilled out, like totally chilled out, thought about things. Uh, threw away a lot of things, gave it things, the goodwill, organized things, did a lot of things to just clear my mind, clear things out, and just prepare my wife and I to go into 2020 powerfully. And then it fell in the middle of the week. I was like, screw it. We'll finish it on, on Sunday. We'll finish things out. And this today, we'll go back uh, real hardcore at it, which is what I've done. Um, but one of my biggest things that I see when I, when I coach people is around the, the word belief, around the word calling, around the world knowing, 
is that some of you without a shadow of a doubt know exactly what you want to do right now. Now, some of you are employed and know that. Some of you are self-employed and know that. But the bigger thing may be is you're not doing that thing. And that your belief actually says there's a million and a half other things that you need to be doing so that you can then do the thing that you know you want to do. Now, some of that is true. But what I see more than not around the belief and the mindset around somebody knowing what it is that they want to do is that they don't actually believe that the thing they want to do is possible or they don't actually know how in the world to make that thing a reality or how it could be possible. So what happens is you get up in this higher ed space and you're just saying all these things you got to do and then or, or let me reverse that for a second. You're first saying, I really want this. If I dig with you, you really want this, you know it. Let's say you do know it because you either don't. Let's go to that for a second. It's fine. You just experiment. And as you experiment, you'll experience life. As you experience life, you'll see things you like and you dislike. That is life. If you never had things you disliked, then life would be pretty boring because you would just have things you like, but you never know things dislike, so it would be pretty boring probably. So once you start to experience things, you start to know. The problem is we oscillate back and forth in between the fact that, you know, we know what we want. Oh, but it can't be that. It can't be that simple. Oh, that's easy. Oh, that. And we, we say all this stuff, so I got to do, go do these things. If and when it point the time you know, if you know now or you're figuring it out, but you do get to know, ask yourself two things. One, is it intellectual? Do you just think that this is what you really love? Or have you experienced it? If you've experienced it, for me, doing this work right now is something I experienced on and off until finally it's like, yeah, it's a calling. It's inside me. I can't shake it. It ain't going away, and I got to make it happen, and I will make it happen, and it will happen versus, I don't know, is this the right thing? It's so easy. I love it. It's effortless. Like there's all this stuff. It's what I really wanted, but for two years, I shut it down. I, I, I put it on hold because I, I wasn't financially making it happen with it, and I couldn't quite figure it out. And so what I found was is that for me, I want to help people latch on to that thing they really want. So a good example from time to time is weddings. Um, weddings are one of those things. If you're enjoying this too while you're live, give it some likes and love, rock and roll. I appreciate it. Uh, if you have any questions or thoughts, I, I, I might uh, take a few while I'm on here and leave that in there. But what I found is, is that in regards to – Latching on to what it is that you really want to do is that if you can believe it, cliche and cheesy, you can achieve it. <laughs> well, anyways, no, but seriously, like th that, that reality, these cliches, in fact, there's a lot of truth to them. We, we kind of poke fun of them. They, they sound cheesy from time to time, but there's, there's wisdom in them. But we disregard it because at a lot of times we're looking for the 500-page novel or the 800-video course or the – you know, the, the silver bullet for our answers when in fact there's a lot of things from time to time staring us right in the face that are, that are quite simple, but we're made to believe from typically our peers and our friends and our family and people who, who either their dreams haven't worked out or people squash their dreams or whatever. And so as a byproduct, they, they tend to not – they tend to question their belief. Like they have to go, well, I, I know this is stupid or I know this isn't, this isn't quite possible or I, I know that – it's like they have to – we have to preempt it with all this stuff so that whoever we're talking to knows that I'm not crazy. 
I'm not crazy. Like this, this sounds pretty crazy. So I, I want you to know I know it's crazy so that when I tell you, you don't think I'm crazy. And what I found is, is I've started to go, I, I really don't care one way or another whether anybody thinks I'm crazy or not crazy or because the more I, uh, the, the, the more I let go of the thoughts of other people and the more I in tune with myself and my internal guidance system, the more whatever I'm doing in my business gets better. Right. And so in the context of video production, you know, I can see crystal clearly like I've, 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 I've been able to pull away from my business and pull back into my business and pull away from my business and reinvent myself multiple times within video. If video were the thing that I, I love with every bone in my body beyond belief, then I have zero doubt of what I can make possible with that because it's focus. When I've splintered my focus, the income has gone down because what I want to say here or here now that, you know, believe whatever you want, but one of the big myths overall, and there's always an exception to the rule, but how splintered is your focus right now? And are you under the belief system that multiple streams of income, in fact, seven is where I read a lot, is how many a millionaire has. So you need to have seven streams of income so you can be a millionaire too. So you start diversifying. You start splitting you know, things off into different things. What I believe that you will find from all the ones that I've met, again, there's always an exception to the rule, but that most people who are generating millions and that now have multiple streams of revenue had one single source of revenue that they went really deep with, and then they diversified. They had an abundance of money. They had to do something with it because it's more than they need. They got bored. Multiple things, but they didn't get to their first million by doing 500 things at once or having 10 different streams of revenue. A lot of them achieved it faster and easier, if you will, by focusing. Because we all, if we're not great delegators, see somebody like Richard Branson, when I got to work with him, he has like 300 plus companies, but guess what? Richard Branson ain't running 300 plus companies. He does enough to have the vision, the idea, and now the funding, and then he puts people in place and they execute and he gets you know, brought in from time to time, a little vision, a little PR, a little this, a little that. But he is by no stretch of the imagination, the person implementing, executing, and moving the needle in the business because in the very beginning, he had his little uh, company that he had for um, – uh, spit it out the, the newspaper thing, I believe. And then he went to Virgin Records. Those are the things that got him the momentum, got him going, got him known, et cetera, et cetera, before Virgin became all these other things. But because he's an incredible master delegator and gets help and support and lets go, he's able to look like he, oh my gosh, he does a million things. I've been with him multiple times. He spends more time taking care of his health and his mind. For me, my three things have been movement, music, and mind, right? Doing things to move, doing things to, to get you know, the body moving, listen to music that juices me up, gets me energized, and, um, and then work on my mind because those three pillars that I'm bringing back to that I said earlier, if you focus all on the tech – the natural thing which I did was to now focus on the business. That's great. Focusing on the business took me from, you know, my business focusing pretty much on tech but doing business things, but my mind was all on tech and what did they use to shoot that? What did they use to edit that? What did they use? What did they use? What song? What this? What that? 
that got me to about $60,000 in revenue in my business. Investing in a mentor, investing in somebody I paid a couple hundred dollars per phone call that had almost a million dollar video production company, that was the year I broke $100,000 in revenue. The thing is, and what I've seen is, even though breaking that, the mind component can help you also make more, but to me, no matter what it is you're making, making it with fun and joy and ease and happiness rather than a constant source of frustration and difficulty and 24 hours a day working and all that. There's seasons for these things, but they should not become our norm because too much of anything is too much. See, even for me, over the last few weeks of just being in this slightly like state and just kind of like, oh, I'm just doing whatever, watching a lot more shows and you know stuff that on certain levels energizes me. I, my wife and I watch Netflix or Hulu almost every day. We love going to movies. You know, we go to the movie theater once a week if there's a movie out we like to see. Right? I love doing those things. I can't do them all the time. I can't do this all the time. Some of you just can't sit in front of your edit bay 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and never, ever do anything else. I'm not saying you don't love that. But if that's all you did, probably drive you a little crazy from time to time, right? And so it, it's finding that pattern, finding that rhythm that allows you the ability to find what balance is right for you. And that's what I've been looking at. What is the right balance? How much biking? How much walking? How much meditating? How much listening to music? How much movement? How much learning? How much of this? How much connecting with people? Like how much, how much, how much? And in what doses for me? Right? If you think about my wife just made this great uh, uh, egg omelet thing that she made. It was freaking incredible. And the reality is, right? Everybody's got different taste buds. So if you're making a recipe, which is really what our life is, it's, it's a recipe. And everybody's cake and everybody's dish is a little different. You put two dishes down in front of sets of people, and some people are going to love the one and not like the other. Does that mean that the one that people didn't like is bad? Not always, right? So that's what you have to look at. Sometimes you're showing things to people that are the wrong people to show something to, and so they hate it. And it's like I used to say, like, I call it screamo music or whatever. I don't even know the right term. But, you know, they just scream the whole time. People love it, right? It's a huge thing. It's a multi, 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 multi-million dollar industry. I just don't like it. Does it make me wrong? Does it make me bad? Does it make the music bad? I just don't like it. But if somebody showed me one of those songs, I'm going to be very indifferent. And I'm not going to be able to, like, oh, yeah, man, that's great. Like, no, I'm not because I, I just don't like that. So who you're showing things to matters, Right. And so when you're making the recipe for your life, this is what I do with my coaching. Like, you can't give everybody the same recipe. And sometimes when you're watching videos and podcasts and things that are generic and they're not personal to you, you have to watch that even when you go get help. Is the person I used to do this, I used to only give help through the lens and filter of my reality. So if you told me something that I didn't like to do, I'm going to tell you, you would like, I'm not going to say it that way, but I'm going to tell you how much it's a horrible thing. When in fact, one person's blessing is another's curse. So for me, I seek to understand the individual so that that person can come to understand what is that thing for you? What do we need to latch into? What do we need to latch your beliefs into that you know is your calling, you know you need to do, but you don't not, not necessarily understand or believe you can do it, right? And so by having this understanding of what it is that you really love and looking at it through a, a specific lens and filter and recognize how... What kind of cake am I making for me? I want to find what's the recipe for you 
Because that's what's worked for me is my own recipe, my way. Doing things my way has taken me far further in life professionally than doing things other people's ways that may or may not work for me. Because some people love a lot of salt. Some people hate salt. Some people can't have salt. Some people can't have gluten. Some people love gluten. Some people are glutton, right? (laughs) But the reality is, is that we have to look at that because all of us, this is the first time I'm talking about this in a recipe, must be my new one for 2020 because last year it was my Subway versus Master Chef. But I love the kind of the recipe for life, right? So what doses of, for me, I don't like editing at all. So that's not in my recipe. You know what's in my recipe? Somebody to edit for me, right? And so you've got to figure out those things that really jive with you and, and, and think of it always through the lens of, would I do this if I didn't need money? Would I do this if I didn't need money? Well, if the answer is yes, then fantastic, do it. I'm never here to have somebody not do things that they love doing. Too many times you have the designer who works at a, or a videographer who works at a videography firm, a production company, and he's got a specific task and he's loving life and he's kicking butt and taking names and magic's happening and they promote him. But they promote him to a role that takes away all the things that the person loved. And now they're in a role of doing things they don't love. And so even though they're making more money, now they're doing a bunch of activity that they don't love. And so the point is, can we make our life, can we design our life, can we bake our cake, if you will, can we get our recipe to something that just tastes just right for us? The blend of income, the blend of freedom, the blend of fun, the blend of chill, the blend of whatever it is, whatever you're going to put into your recipe that you love to do. A little passion project here, but even a paid project doesn't mean it's a horrible project, right? What are we crafting? To me, there'll always be bumps in the road. There'll be difficulties. There'll be challenges. There'll be all sorts of things. How we deal with it really matters. How we look at it really matters. Knowing that on some level they'll always be there, but for one person, the same thing can happen to two. And one, it's just like, no big deal. That's fine. And another person, they're like, oh my God, it's the end of the world, you know? And so it's the same thing because one person's blessings, another's curse. Some people are great at things that other people will never be great at, right? Like there's all sorts of traits that I don't possess that more than likely on some level won't really ever possess and don't really care to possess. I'm not a details, organized, structured, system, da-da-da-da-da, like that kind of person. If some of those things need to be done in my business, I'm better off recognizing it keeps me out of flow, keeps me out of the zone. It's not a strength. I if I didn't have to do it, like I wouldn't even do it. And so therefore, but it has to be done. Let me figure out how I can get help with that. So I can stay in my zone and continue to get better and better at the things that I really want to do. And so that's been my thing. You know, like I said, how much biking, how much time with my wife, how much time alone, how much time, you know, doing this kind of work, how much time, how much time, how much, what levels, where, and and keeping track. Here's what I would say. Keep track of when you feel great and when you feel bad, when you're in the zone, when you're not, when you're in flow, when you're not, right? When things are working, when they're not, the more you can have an awareness around when things are working and when they're not and start to find the triggers or identify why it's working or why it's not working, that's going to help because it's hard to fix a problem if you don't know what it is. 
And that's what I found is sometimes we know there's a problem, but we don't. So it's like a leak in a house or something, right? If you don't know where the leak is, but you know your water bill's shooting up through the sky, well, you got one set of awareness. Obviously, there's a leak. But if you don't find the leak, but the leak's not bad enough to really cause any issues besides a skyrocketing bill, and you, 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 you can take care of the bill, then you might be like, ah, it's no big, I'll ne- next month, ah, oh, next month, ah, oh, next month, until maybe it explodes. Now it's an even bigger problem, which will cost you more time, energy, money, and effort than it would have had you just fixed it and identified it in the moment, right? So too many times we're going through life with all these problems and challenges and difficulties and things going on. We have a little bit of awareness, but we haven't identified the root cause. We haven't identified what the real problem is. And so therefore it goes unfixed. And then it adds up and adds up and it's a weight, right? And the goal is to remove those weights, right? The goal is to find that right recipe for you because the right recipe, when we look at the, the Gary Vaynerchuks of the world and people like that, that we are inspired by at times, and I'm not going to pass judgment on right or wrong or good or bad, but having been close to him a number of times and know some things about him, um, I can tell you he's in the zone. Now, granted, Kevin Hart was in the zone and he just had a horrible car accident that, you know, he had said before that he had never been in one place or a home for more than eight days. And as long as he can remember, and I said, well, how long you been at home now? He said three months. And now he knows what's important. He's shifting some priorities in life. Will he get back to the same work schedule he had? Maybe, maybe not. But sometimes life will throw us a nice little, and that's what you have to look at as quote unquote, bad things happen. What are you supposed to learn from that? Some things are very hard to see what in the world it is you're supposed to learn. But a lot of times we can always look back in hindsight, the year we're in, clarity's 2020 on, oh my God, now I can see, thank God that happened. If that hadn't happened, da, 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 da. My wife had food poisoning a few years ago. We were in the hospital in Georgia for two and a half days. I'll tell you what, the stuff that she went through and what I had to do while I was there, it was horrible. <laughs> we'll say that first, right? But the reality is, my wife are, are, are closer in ways that if that hadn't happened, I don't honestly know that we would have ever been. And so in the moment, and this is how, how can we quickly or quicker look at things that don't seem too great in the moment and try to identify them. Look through them through a lens of curiosity, right? We talk about lenses and filters. Look through what's happening to you every day and every moment through a lens of curiosity, And what can you learn? What can you take from this? What are you supposed to shift? What should you take? Are there little breadcrumbs inspiring you to go in a direction that you're ignoring because you're so busy all the time that you can't see the inspired breadcrumbs that are sitting right in front of you? And so, yeah, yeah. While I'm on the live, I'm going to see. I'm going to take a little drink here for one second. If you're enjoying this, give it some likes and love. If you're obviously on the podcast, then I'm going to repeat something that you already kind of know. But for anybody listening here while it's live, um, this is a podcast on all major platforms, Android and Apple you know, podcasts uh, called Jumpstart Sessions. And so I do solo sessions like this. And I also do, which I highly suggest anybody get this year off right go to jumpstartsessions.net even the people on the podcast right now and there's a get coached on the podcast it's on every episode page and it's at the top of the page there it says get coached on the podcast really basic form and it takes you to a calendar scheduling link and uh you schedule a time right now they're still free so i do one-on-one coaching sessions with the podcast um and if you haven't done that i highly suggest that you do um and 
there's nothing to lose and everything to gain. And then anybody wants to go deeper, if you want to bypass that because you don't want to do it publicly, reach out to me. Some of you may be listening and I've had people, I literally have people I'm coaching right now who like avoided being on the podcast, but we're having a great coaching experience right now. And so if that's something you're like, oh, is the only way to get help is, is I have to be on the podcast. It's just my way of being able to help people because there's similarities in people's challenges and problems and difficulties that sometimes you can hear somebody else who had the courage to do that right now and see similarities in yourself and get some breakthroughs if maybe you don't have that courage right now um, or whatnot. And then after that, I have a couple options where I go deeper um, with some one-on-one coaching um, that's really cool and something that we do kind of called Coach in Your Pocket where I have a deep dive session that's not you know public and then I, I, I use uh, – I use this one app to to record back and forth, and it's a really great, really great method. And I have another thing called Jump Circle. So, um, you know, but that's the stuff. But if you've been listening to this today, at any point in time that you're listening, no matter when this is, um, yeah, I mean, whether it's me or not, it is what it is. Um, but I, I highly implore you to find somebody in your life who is objective, will tell you truth. Not the truth, because the truth is subjective, but not – I found I've surrounded myself with incredible people, but at times I've had to watch too because they're, they're not bad people and they're very helpful for what they are. But there's times we need somebody who's going to see things through a different lens and filter and not just say the nice thing or what supposedly needs to be said to make you feel just warm and rosy inside because sometimes there's things that we need to hear that is helpful it is because I, I try to shape things in a way that's very encouraging and very, you know, uh, going to move you forward and not you know, destroy you because some people are just flat out mean with their advice and not very helpful and not very supportive. And so I just I highly encourage you to find somebody that's going to look at things from different viewpoints. That's my thing. Provide perspective. You know, I want people to hear things a few different ways. And then because too many times in my life I had people shove things down my throat, what I found is is what resonates. Me right now or not, whatever you listen to, go through 2020 with a lens of what resonates. If it doesn't, get it out of your life. Block it, unfollow it, unremove, unsubscribe, unsubscribe from the email, unsubscribe from the YouTube channel, whatever you got to do. We don't need to act like we're all not like, oh, that's being naive or I got to know. No, no, you don't need There's already plenty of negative. There's already plenty of critics and there's already plenty of things that'll work to bring you down. You don't need to make a choice consciously to continue to put things in front of you that bring you down. So for me, it's been detoxing for the last two or three weeks and making sure I've got inventory of people and everything in my life that I've eliminated as much as possible to curate things that are going to uplift me, bring me forward, challenge me, push me, and, and make me that much more powerful and confident and clear rather than trigger me and irritate me. And we got to look at those things. Why are they triggering us? I mean, that's one thing. There, there's, there's stuff to be learned out of that. But at the same time, I find that you have to go with coaches, with courses, with books, with everything. Go with stuff that really resonates. It doesn't mean don't challenge your thinking. I, I, I've explored different things. And even in my exploratory of, exploratory, exploring of different things, I just still find people that resonate. You know, and that's what you'll find in 2020. It is, it is your personality. It is you that's the differentiating factor, not necessarily the work. The work's getting flatlined across the board in every creative field. It's, I mean, it doesn't mean don't push the boundaries, don't push yourself, but to stick out is getting harder and harder. But us as individuals, and, you know, I hear that you're a breath of fresh air and things all the time in my video company. 
The reality is you want to sit here and realize you are your greatest asset. Again, cliche, cheesy, whatever you want to call it, but it's a fact. I can see it. I have so many examples and stories of people buying people. Don't disregard that. I disregarded it the majority of my career and come to find out it was my biggest, single biggest asset. So any questions, thoughts for anybody there on the live? I think there's a little bit of a delay. Again, check out jumpstartsessions.net. Uh, we do solo sessions like this. We do one-on-one coaching sessions. Um, I highly suggest you, uh, you check that out. You got nothing to lose, everything to gain. There's no pressure on the back end or anything. Uh, if it resonates, we can potentially go forward uh, with more stuff. If not, you, you got a great little uh, boost out of that. And um, you know, we've got over 30-something episodes out right now, so that's pretty exciting um, in and of itself. I got some really cool things planned uh, for 2020. And I'm just excited, super excited. Uh, 2020, 2019 was a year of kind of more exploring, but more um, transforming. Kind of felt like, you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, a uh, becoming a butterfly, you know, a caterpillar to a butterfly. And so really excited about this year. And um, yeah, I just challenge you. And that's what I love to help do because there's certain things. Like I can see myself, there's a camera right here. There's a lens, there's a reflection, you know, the monitor. Um, there's certain things that are just hard to see ourselves. You know, that's why I have a coach. That's why I have people, uh, to see things I can't see myself. Some things we can, and we, we can take care of, but I challenge you to shift your pillar, not fully away from, but if you've put so much time into the tech pillar, definitely think about the business and the mind, but any of those, the mind is a powerful thing. And when you set that foundation, right, you can truly do anything. And you can do it in a way that's going to be a lot less stressful and anxiety and pain and suffering. There will always be levels of it, but why don't we try to mitigate it some? So the goal for this year is to take major inventory of all the the different um, ingredients to the recipe that makes your life and see how you can make the ingredients work for it's the best tasting meal that you've ever had for you, not for anybody else. Because if you take care of you, and you're happy, and you've filled your glass, and you give from your overflow, the likelihood you get burnt out and all these other things goes way down. Fill your own glass full first. Drink your own cup, <laughs> right? Make your own epic meal, and uh, don't let anybody bring you down that, you know, to them your meal doesn't taste very good. I don't care if anybody else likes the taste of my meal. It tastes real good to me. <laughs> so anyways, that being said, Ellen, I'll be reaching out. Appreciate it. So excited for Jump Circle too. Man, I, I just so pumped. We're Jump Circle, we're getting together. Uh, the goal is 30. We're at about 15 right now. Um, we're going to be getting together three times in person this year uh, and 12 times virtually uh, once a month. And then it has ongoing one-on-one coaching with me. And uh, it's going to be incredible, the, the people I've got together. It's just there's magic that happens one-on-one, and there's magic that happens with other people uh, as well. And the collective is going to be really, really incredible. So excited for that. We'll be reaching out, Ellen. And, uh, yeah, for anybody else, thank you. And uh, have an incredible, super exciting 2020. Reach out to me. Tell me some of your goals. Tell me uh, 
what you're aspiring to do, I would love to hear from you. And, you know, as we're starting this year after 30 episodes, uh, you can go on iTunes and leave a review if you've enjoyed it. I can read it there. If you don't want to leave it there, just anywhere. I would love to hear if this content and you've listened from the beginning, you've listened to just this one, or you've listened to five episodes, if it's made an impact on your life. Um, although I've let go of that being a major crutch uh, as much as it was, I still love uh, hearing the feedback. It really fuels me. So I appreciate that. If, uh, if it's made an impact, let me know. Have an incredible day. Have an incredible week. And here's to an incredible 2020. Rock and roll, my friends. Talk soon. 